And welcome to the Purple and Gold a podcast here. Derek Hansen with you from the Mighty 719 104.7 KFGO in Fargo, along with 740 The Fan KNFL in Fargo. Pleasure to be joined by Thomas Fox. Thomas, how you doing? Hey, Derek. I'm doing good. How about you? I, I can't complain. For, just for everyone to know here, we're talking a lot about the NFC North today. Thomas, a Packers fan, right? Are you, are you still, or did you leave them yet? No, I'm not leaving, and I probably never will, Derek. <laughs> well, that, that's good, because right now it looks like you have a third generation of quarterbacks here that uh, after one game, granted it's one game, you had to be impressed with Jordan Love. Oh, absolutely. I mean, 15 for 27, 243 yards, and a passer rating that was about 127.5. And that was the highest among quarterbacks in the entire league in week one. That's and amazing. I'm very impressed on how he did, and I'm really looking forward to see how he does the rest of the year. For sure. We'll kind of look at the NFC North here with me being a Vikings fan, Thomas as a, uh, a Packer fan, and just kind of recapping everything that took place. How surprised were you from the outside looking in? Obviously, it was the early game around here, and then the Packers was a late game. The Vikings are very much a clunker offensively more than anything else, but we do have to remember that Tampa Bay is a pretty good defense. Oh, absolutely. They always have been. Ever since Todd Bowles has been part of their part of their team they've always been aggressive with the blitz they've always been good at sacking the quarterback and that's how they were able to win this game because earlier in the game Kirk Cousins was sacked by Antoine Winfield that set up a very crucial field goal and you got to remember the Buccaneers only won by three so after three and being plus three in the turnovers too right and that's a huge factor the fact that you know you're a better team if you do that you just didn't execute well enough for you to win that day. right and Kirk Cousins had over 300 yards right. they just couldn't execute down the field because well I think that, that that's the thing with Kirk Cousins though isn't it he's a good fancy football guy right he'll get you some touchdowns he'll get you some yards but then you have those weird plays that just keep him from being really good to being great sometimes yeah it was like early in the it was sometime in the first quarter um it was like second down or whatever, and they snapped the ball, and Ed Ingram got in the way of the snap, and that resulted in a turnover. So it just comes down to silly mistakes that just cost the Vikings, and it's been that way for a while. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how they're going to do tomorrow against Philadelphia. I don't know like what their game plan is going to be, but Philly's a great defense as well and a better offense. Tampa Bay doesn't have the greatest offense. No. Especially they with did Baker. just enough. Right. And, and I think the thing is, too, I mean, one thing that drives me crazy about Kirk Cousins is it's not even so much that he's not mobile, but he just doesn't slide around the pocket enough, you know, so he creates his own problems. We talk so much about the offensive line. Well, you can have the greatest ever. I mean, they're only going to hold him so long. If the guy holds onto a ball in a seven-step drop and doesn't move around, that really puts your offensive line at a disadvantage. So I think he accounts for well over half of his sacks on his own. And you look at a guy like Baker Mayfield, he wasn't good. He was inaccurate, threw behind guys just like Kirk Cousins did at times. But he was able to go with his feet and extend drives. And a guy who can go and just do enough to keep the chains moving, the guy that was wearing green and gold for all those years, Aaron Rodgers, he did go. I mean, he didn't run like Michael Vick. He just did enough to keep the drive going. And that would drive you crazy as a fan from the opposite team was cheering against the Packers. Oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers did that to every single team. Like, just keeping the play alive – has won the Packers so many games over the last, let's say, 10 years mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. And Patrick Mahomes, another example. Does the same thing. Not Team fast. Rodgers are very this, well, like that way, yep. Yep, not fast at all, but is able to extend the play and just make some, like nothing out of something, or something out of nothing. When you look at, uh, now I didn't watch much of the Bears game because I was still at U.S. Bank Stadium kind of recapping everything, doing Couch Potato Radio on KFGO after Viking <laughs> Fan Line. 
And I'm just kind of curious, what was your take on the Bears, though? I mean, you're watching it from a Green Bay Packers eye. There's a little bit of hype with Justin Fields and maybe a, uh, you know, a little bit more offense, uh, offensive weapons for him. But, boy, they weren't very good either. So it's always a thing. Can you look at it? Okay, yeah, the Packers look good. How bad are the Bears? And you just don't know sometimes. It's very hard to judge, Derek. And I think the biggest reason is that Justin Fields just isn't the best thrower. I mean, he can run the ball. He's able to keep the play alive with his feet, and he's faster, but he just isn't the greatest thrower. And when you force him to throw, because the Packers were able to get turnovers. They were able to stop the Bears' offense enough so that they can go down and score. And when you force Justin Fields to throw, it's a recipe for disaster. You saw that pick six that Fields threw against uh, Quay Walker. Right. And that was basically the dagger for that game. And I was honestly surprised that Fields didn't do as good as he should have done, especially on the ground. I mean, he had a few, um, well, they few need, decent runs, right? But they need to have a, run, a consistent running game from a running back too, and they're just not getting that. I mean, he's been the leading rusher almost every game for the past year and a half. Yeah, and Khalil Herbert, like he's solid, but he isn't going to get the job done. I don't think. I mean, he's definitely a good utility guy, but. He's just not that. He's certainly not a bell cow that they're going to rely on to go in and out and scare the other team like you've seen so many times. And kind of, to be honest with you, what Aaron Jones was Sunday to against the Bears, he was really good. Yeah, he was. And he, he's especially catching the ball. He's definitely been a Swiss Army knife. Like mm-hmm. he can do so many things. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He didn't have as many yards as I would have hoped, but he did enough. He did enough in the Packers run game where they can get into good field position and score. And they that, won the game. So, absolutely. Uh, Lions, uh, what do you think of them? Kind of looking at this NFC North here on the Purple and Gold podcast. Uh, what was your take on that opening night win? No Chris Jones, no Kelsey, so they squeak it out. I mean, so if, if you want to look at it as the NFC North going, well, yeah, they have two of the three best players on the team, but Arrowhead's still a tough place to win, and they got it done. So. Oh, absolutely. Arrowhead's like probably, in my opinion, the hardest place to play in all of football, and the Lions were able to win. And even without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, the Lions looked impressive, especially like defensively, because typically Patrick Mahomes is able to make his offense look really good, even yeah. without his weapons on the field. But Aiden Hutchinson in the second year, obviously he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. He's going to probably be, in my opinion, the next J.J. Watt, like 2.0. He's playing that way, for sure. There's no getting around it. So this weekend, I'm trying, looking at the top of the Vikings tomorrow night, obviously... A huge favorite for the Eagles going in, even with Fletcher Cox uh, questionable for this game. But, you know, still, you're talking about the NFC champions here. So you expect the Vikings to go 0-2, but funny things happen in football, right? You you don't know. Oh, absolutely. And I think the Vikings do have a shot, but what they have to do is be a lot more, like, patient offensively. Like, just keep possession of the ball. Because you know the Eagles' offense is going to run down your throat with Jalen Hurts, and you know they're going to throw the ball to A.J. Brown whenever they can, along with Devontae Smith. So I think it's just going to come down to patient football and just an old-school scheme, in my opinion. And then you look at the Packers at the Falcons uh, coming up here this weekend. Two 1-0 teams, and so we'll see what happens. I think a lot of people are liking kind of what the defense brings to the table with Atlanta. They're not trying to, you know, got a young quarterback in there now, and they just don't want to do much to get themselves beat. Yeah, yeah. and Des- Desmond Ritter looked pretty pretty good. Not the yardage that, mm. like, states that, oh, he's elite, but he was accurate. He was accurate, and at the end of the day, for a young quarterback, 
That's all that matters. If you're accurate enough, then you're able to be confident or gain some confidence to throw the deep ball more frequently. And I think Desmond Ritter is going to have a shot at doing that later on in the season. And the Lions host the Seahawks. Interesting, you know, the Seahawks get beat at home. That was kind of a, you didn't know what you're going to get from a team that obviously had an awful season after winning the Super Bowl with the Rams. And they go out up to Seattle, tough place to win and win. So the Seahawks going to Detroit, that's going to be an intriguing one. And then the Bears take on the Buccaneers. Boy, if they win on the road to the Buccaneers, then everyone's going to be going, what is going on here? So this is going to be kind of an interesting week, too, for the teams in the NFC North. Oh, oh yeah, I agree, Derek, 100%. Like, the Bears, they're a pretty confusing team right now. For, like, the first half against Green Bay, their defense looked okay. I mean... First half of... I think uh, everyone's trying to figure themselves out in the first half. If you're looking kind of at the box scores, you know, just going through, watching the you know the, the scroll on the bottom, just what was going on. There's a lot of weird scores early on, which is pretty expected in week one, right? Yeah, because everybody's just trying to get the rust off from the offseason, and I think as the season goes along, we're going to see a lot more higher scores. And, I mean, some people like defensive uh, slugfests. Sure. But, some, but some people, including myself, like a high-scoring game. That's it depends a, about what type of fl- slugfest it is. If it's you know a bunch of third and shorts and whatever, and they're, you're playing between the 20s, that's good. If it's just sloppy play and a bunch of three and outs and punts, not so much. That's what we had with the Rams-Patriots Super Bowl a few years ago. Yeah, that no, was, that was probably the worst Super Bowl I ever watched going next to the uh, Broncos and Seahawks Super Bowl. I mean, That was just a blowout, yeah. Right. I we hadn't had one of those in a while. You no. should have lived through the 80s. That was it was pretty much the NFC dominated all the games in the <laughs> 80s over the AFC. That yeah, is for sure. Pretty much dominated by the Cowboys throughout that. Uh, well, certainly in the 90s. The 49ers were the team of the 80s that, uh, as Denver Bronco fans and many others, it, was, it wasn't pretty at all. Well, it should be a fun weekend, week two. We'll do this again very soon. Thomas, I do appreciate you stopping in. Thanks for having me on, Derek. Glad to be on the show. You bet. Thomas Fox with us again. I'm Derek Hansen, Purple and Gold Podcast. Again, listen for me. I'll be doing Couch Potato Radio throughout the season on KFGO after Viking Fan Line on Viking Noon Games. We'll take your phone calls about that and get you ready to see what happens coming up after week two, preview week three, coming up next week here on this very same podcast.